On today's episode, USA Hockey recently released their preseason NCAA top 20 rankings for the upcoming season, and the Chicago Blackhawks have prospects all over that list. I'll be going over all 12 of them right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, September 21st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. Go rate the show with five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And you can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. It would help the boy out tremendously. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button on this video down below and comment as to which Blackhawks college hockey prospect are you most excited to keep an eye on throughout this season. Last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Hope everyone's Wednesday is going well up to this point. Uh, And we got some more good stuff to talk about on the show today, folks, getting right into the good stuff. Uh, On Monday, USA Today and U.S. Hockey Magazine released their preseason NCAA Top 20 Rankings for this upcoming season. College hockey kicks off here in just a couple of weeks, and the Chicago Blackhawks are all over those top 20 rankings. They have 12 of their prospects playing for programs that wound up on that list, according to USA Hockey in the official college hockey poll. And for all of you diehard Blackhawks fans out there, I really think it's important to pay close attention to both college hockey and junior hockey this season to keep up with the numerous Blackhawks prospects as they embark upon their seasons and even the Rockford Icehogs for that matter because in terms of what the Blackhawks have up on their NHL roster already very few of them if any of them at all uh, are going to still be around by the time that competitive window opens back up for this team once again so keeping up with college hockey junior hockey the Rockford Icehogs that's something I, I really recommend that everyone out there does. And fortunately for you all, 
Uh, I know a pretty convenient place where you can all stay up to date on all that good stuff, and that's right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. I will be making sure to keep covering all the prospects, junior hockey, college, the guys down in Rockford. I'll be bringing you all of that good stuff throughout the course of the season right here on your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. But diving right into which Blackhawks prospects are playing for teams listed inside USA Hockey's top 20 preseason rankings. I'll start at number one and I'll kind of go down in order. But uh, coming in at number one was the University of Denver, who of course won the national championship this past season. The Blackhawks only have one prospect playing for Denver this year. They've had a slew of prospects, it seems like, playing for that program for ages now. Um, but the one prospect that they have playing for the Pioneers is going to be an incoming freshman, and that's 2022 third-round pick, the 90th overall selection in this year's draft, Aiden Thompson, who most recently played in the USHL with the Lincoln Stars and put up really sound numbers there. Uh, he picked up 82 points in 57 games for Lincoln this past season. And Thompson was someone who was awesome at Blackhawks development camp. Now. To be fair, he is 20 years old, and uh, compared to everyone else, you know, who was drafted in the 2020 NHL draft and 2022 NHL draft, excuse me, and even the year prior to that, uh, he has some age on those guys. So it wouldn't, it shouldn't be too surprising that he looked a little bit sharper and further down the process than some other guys. But there's no denying Aiden Thompson has all the makeup to be an impact player one day down the road. He's got a really good defensive game. He can play in a high pace. He's aggressive. Uh, I thought how he able how he's able to pass the puck and maneuver in tight spaces was maybe his most impressive attribute that I saw at development camp. And he was really one of the biggest standouts there for sure. And then just a couple of weeks later, uh, he actually almost cracked USA's World Junior team, even though he wasn't projected to be on it. He had a really, really sound camp over there, but unfortunately got hurt right before the tournament was going to get underway. But from all accounts, Aiden Thompson was going to find his way on that roster had he been able to stay healthy. So really good stuff from Aiden Thompson this summer after getting drafted by the Blackhawks. And I'm really intrigued to see what he's going to do as a freshman with the University of Denver this season. Then moving on down the list, the next Blackhawks prospects come in at number five with the University of Minnesota Duluth. And the Hawks have two prospects currently playing for the Bulldogs, and that's defenseman Wyatt Kaiser and forward Dominic James. Kaiser is one of the, I don't want to say, I don't know if he's one of the top prospects in the Blackhawks pipelines right now. He's, you know, I guess if he's in the top 10, he is one of the top prospects, but um, someone who's kind of progressed up the rankings for most folks, I think, in the past few years with what he's been able to accomplish as an underclassman at UMD. As a freshman, he came in right away and played a major role. Uh, and then last year as a sophomore, kind of was able to build upon that, made some strides in terms of his overall production offensively, uh, wound up with 19 points in 34 games, two goals and 17 assists. The playmaking ability from the blue line was really impressive, how he's able to run a power play and recognize the game in front of him with the man advantage. Um, Wyatt Kaiser's offensive game looks like it's going to be really good and <clears throat> hopefully he'll be able to continue progressing on the defensive side of things is not the biggest body um, but it's going to be a really big year I think for Kaiser at UMD I think he's going to be playing top pairing minutes he's going to be 
playing often and in all scenarios like he has already throughout his collegiate career. And I wouldn't be shocked if things go really well for him that he decides to skip out on his senior year and uh, makes the jump to professional hockey. I also wouldn't be shocked if he decided to stay for his senior season, but with the kind of rapid progression that Kaiser has, I wouldn't rule it out that this could be his last year of college hockey. He's shown some really good flashes recently. He's another guy who had a solid development camp with the Blackhawks a month or two ago, and uh, he also had a pretty good showing at the 2022, I guess it was the 2021 World Juniors, since it was a tournament that was originally set for last December. Uh, but he had a two-goal game in that tournament, showed some of his offensive skill set a little bit more, uh, and all in all looked looked pretty good for the most part. So, yeah, Wyatt Kaiser is one of the more intriguing college prospects for me that the Blackhawks have right now, and looks like he's on, on his way to a big junior season with the Bulldogs. And then there's also Dominic James, who was selected in the sixth round of this year's draft by the Blackhawks already has one year of college hockey under his belt with UMD pretty good freshman year he had 18 points in 39 games he also played for Team USA at the most recent World Juniors didn't have the strongest showing offensively but one thing that was noticeable is James's speed this kid can absolutely wheel up and down the ice and makes it tough on opponents with the way that he's able to back check and get on the puck carrier quickly thanks to those good wheels so I think that's something that's always going to give James a chance is his ability to play at that high pace. And even in Blackhawks development camp, when they scrimmaged that final day, he was up on the top line with Frank Nazar and Landon Slagert and didn't look out of place there. It looked like he can play a skill game with some of the best prospects, best forward prospects in the Blackhawks system. So uh, even though he was a six round pick, I wouldn't rule out Dominic James making it to the next level one day down the road if he can kind of continue to work on that offensive game. and. The speed, that's the name of the game with him. I think that's why he's always going to have a chance moving forward. And then slotting down one more spot, coming in at number six, was the University of Michigan with Frank the Tank Nazar, the 13th overall selection in this year's draft. The second Blackhawks first round pick, going to be a freshman at Michigan, had a really dominant offensive season last year with the U.S. development program, tallied uh, 71 points across 55 games for them. He's going to be joining a really good Wolverines roster where the Blackhawks also should keep a close eye on Adam Fantilli, who's projected to be a top three pick in next year's NHL draft. And that's where the Blackhawks want to be on the draft board is near the top. So uh, a couple different reasons to watch Michigan, but Frank Nazar, probably not probably, he has the highest ceiling of any forward prospect in the system. And I'm really excited to see what he has to offer at the college level. Uh, playing for the University of Michigan this season. All right, that takes care of the first couple prospects, Blackhawks prospects, then find themselves playing for a top 20 program this season. I'll continue um, going, I'll continue revealing which players, which other players find themselves on this list. Uh, but first, folks, I got to talk to you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. It's both the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to the website today 
or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Continuing over from segment one, getting into uh, the next team that has Blackhawks prospects that was listed inside the NCAA top 20 preseason rankings. That would be Notre Dame coming in at number eight and two Blackhawks prospects are currently playing for the Fighting Irish. And that would be forwards Landon Slagert and Ryder Rolston. Slagert was a third round pick back in 2020, one of the more well-known forward prospects in the Blackhawks pipelines. As a sophomore last year for Notre Dame, he tallied 26 points in 40 games as a sophomore, uh, was the alternate captain already, even as an underclassman, and will definitely be wearing a letter once again this season. Maybe even the C, although I feel like I would have heard about that. I feel like Notre Dame probably would have named their captain already. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong on that, but regardless, Landon Slager is going to be looked at one of the leaders in the Fighting Irish locker room this year, and that's kind of what he's been known as throughout the early portion of his career is a grindy two-way forward who can do a little bit of everything and is a leader on and off the ice. We also saw him recently wear the A for Team USA at the 2021 World Juniors, and he was also a top-line player throughout that tournament. So um, Slager does have a little bit of an offensive game to him. I don't think that's ever going to be uh, the top part of his game at the NHL level. I don't think he's going to be, you know, a 50 or 60 point guy, but he does have some offensive skills, goes to the dirty areas. Like I said, he'll go to the front of the net, get a redirect, get a grindy goal. He's just tough to play against and um, brings it on every shift, responsible defensively, can play on the penalty kill. So there's a lot of value to a guy like that, even though he may not be the most exciting offensive player. I don't think Slager's going to be a top six guy somewhere probably in the middle six, third line, if I had to guess, but there's a lot that he can provide uh, without the puck on his stick and without putting up, you know, consistent offensive numbers. Now, I would like to see him take another step in that department this year, being his third season in college hockey. Um, but if it's not a point per game, I also won't be like upset or anything. I just want to see him a little bit closer to that mark. So should be a big year for Landon Slagert as well for Notre Dame. Um, like I mentioned, he's going to be a leader there. They're going to rely on him. I think he's going to be playing a pretty sizable offensive role. So he's going to have opportunities to continue growing offensively. And yeah, I'm really excited to see how Landon Slager is going to look after this year. And he's another guy you can kind of keep an eye on. I probably project him to be more so a four-year college player, but I also wouldn't be completely surprised if he decided to forego a senior season at ND. And then for Ryder Rolston, he was a fifth round pick of the Avalanche back in 2020 that the Blackhawks acquired a couple years ago, maybe a year ago. I can't remember exactly when they acquired Rolston, but he's someone that he kind of kind of feels like a forgotten man in the Blackhawks forward group. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't count out Ryder Rolston either. He had 27 points in 38 games as a sophomore last year, a big uptick in his offensive numbers. And the one thing that's always stood out to me when I watch him play, whether it's at development camp or I'm watching ND on TV, wherever it may be, Ryder Rolston can absolutely shoot the puck. I think that shot of his is definitely his best offensive asset. And because of that, if he's able to keep working on it and continue racking up goals consistently, I think that's going to keep teams intrigued. He, he really has a heavy shot that 
is on full display whenever he's, like I mentioned, at development camp. I think he has one of the best shots there among the forward group. So I'm really curious to see what kind of numbers Ryder Rolston is going to put up as a junior this year. I figure he'll probably get a pretty decent role now that he's got two years under his belt with that team. And I feel like they're going to put him in a position to, you know, utilize his shot as, as often as possible. So could be a really big year for Ryder Rolston with the Fighting Irish as well. Then sliding on down to number 13, we have goaltender Dominic Bassey at St. Cloud State. Bassey was actually someone I kind of forgot a little bit. Um, he was a six-round pick for the Hawks back in 2019, one of the older players here on this list. Uh, he spent the last two years playing for Colorado College and really did, didn't have any respectable numbers there. He only put up uh, 11 wins in 40 starts, but at the same time, the team in front of him was not very good. Colorado College finishing near the bottom of their division while Bassey was there. And I think, you know, being 21 years old, having some experience, some more experience, and now that he's going to have a much more competent team in front of him, um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what kind of numbers Bassey is going to put up. Can he bounce back to being a sound goaltender? Excuse me, coffee's coming up, folks. This is what happens when I talk for 20 minutes straight. Is Bassey going to become something the Blackhawks will look at this year? I, I kind of think it's a make or break season for him because considering what they have in net throughout the system right now, I, I feel like Bassey's really going to have to shine if he wants to get an AHL deal with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So, um, yeah, definitely another intriguing prospect there. And he's getting a good opportunity playing with a much better program. Hopefully, Bassey will be able to make the most of it in his third collegiate season. And then at number 14, we have Boston University with Drew Camesso and Ryan Green. And Drew Camesso, what a summer this kid has had. And not even just a summer, the last year really has been tremendous for him because after getting off to a slow start to his sophomore year, the, the uh, Terriers were struggling as a whole early on in the season last year. But then once Camesso got hot, so did the team. And he wound up having pretty solid numbers for what the start was for BU, and he rode that momentum into the summer. Actually wound up playing for Team USA at the 2022 Winter Olympics and got two games worth of action there and made the absolute most of it. Two wins and two starts for Comesso, only two goals allowed combined in both those games, and one of them was a shutout. So just another really good opportunity for Drew Comesso at a young age. I think that's the biggest thing for him in his development is how many quality experiences he's already had as a 20-year-old playing at the World Juniors, playing for the Winter Olympic Games. Uh, he didn't play at the World Championships, but he got to be a part of that team and got to see what that type of action was like. Being a starter, for the most part, through his first two years at BU, being the guy for a really good U.S. development program. Like Drew Camesso has had a ton of good experiences early on in his young career, and I think that's really going to be something that benefits him uh, moving forward these next key few seasons as he looks to turn professional. But this should be a really big year for Comesso at BU. Uh, going to probably be a workhorse in that now that he's a junior. And also, he was named alternate captain for the Terriers this season. So I think that kind of tells you how much respect he, co he commands in that room and also um, how much that team is going to ride him. He's going to be the starter more times than not this season. And Another guy where if things go well, maybe he makes the jump. Goaltenders tend to take a little bit longer, so 
I'd probably want him to stick around at BU for his senior season. Like, why not at that point? It's going to be really good reps. He's going to play an absolute ton. I think that's a smart route for Drew Camesso to go, but we'll see because it's been a really big jump for him these past two seasons, and uh, he's for sure going to get a really big workload um, as a junior this year. Then for Ryan Green, he was one of the two second-round picks for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. Was a really good player for the Green Bay Gamblers in the USHL, 51 points in 59 games last year. Got some good size and speed, six foot one, six foot two. Um, good skater, good offensive game. I'm really interested to see how Ryan Green is going to fare, not only as a freshman, just these next couple of years at BU, because when the Blackhawks took him, and from what I saw at development camp, there was a lot of players there, but I, I wasn't absolutely wowed with what I saw from Ryan Green. But to be fair, like I said, I was kind of paying attention to everything as a whole, and he easily could have just been one of those guys lost in the shuffle. So not bad or negative on Ryan Green. I just didn't really see anything. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the jump to college hockey, different from the USHL, obviously. Uh, but we know that he's in good hands. Blackhawks have seen uh, numerous prospects go through BU these past couple of years. Jake Wise was there for a little bit. Alex Vlasic, obviously. Uh, Drew Camesso. It's a good program, and I trust that Ryan Green's going to have the coaching staff and the quality that he needs in order to keep progressing. So uh, hopefully it's a really solid freshman year out of Ryan Green because I honestly have no clue what type of player the Blackhawks got in the second round of this year's NHL draft. All right, that's going to wrap up the next slew of prospects that cracked the NCAA Top 20 rankings earlier this week. I'll continue on here in just a moment, folks, but we got to take a second to support our sponsors. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman, getting into the final couple of Blackhawks prospects that found their teams listed inside the NCAA preseason top 20 rankings. Next, we have at number 15, Providence with Tage Harding and Connor Kelly, two other prospects that might not be the most notable names to some Blackhawks fans, but uh, they're playing for a good program in Providence this year. And each of these guys has a little bit of an interesting story. Tage Harding in particular, though, he was a third round pick of the Hawks in 2021 was drafted out of the AJHL, which you don't see too often. Um, highly known for where Kale McCarr came out of before going to UMass. Um, but Harding is super interesting as a defenseman. He's six foot seven, 235 pounds at 20 years old. Uh, and no one really had him projected to go as high as the third round in 2021. The Blackhawks kind of surprised everyone when they made that pick. And He's kind of just a flyer, in my opinion. I don't think the Hawks had to take him in the third round. I feel like that was a little bit early. Um, but we'll see what Harding has to offer. Truthfully, I still don't know that much about him. Uh, he had one point in 15 games with Providence last year. Um, when I saw him at development camp, just kind of seemed like a guy back there on defense. Obviously, good size, uh, but it's going to be about whether or not he can make a good first pass and has the wheels to be able to keep up for being so big. I think it's going to be a telling type of year for Tage Harding. Um, but I guess why not? The Blackhawks clearly have wanted to add some size to their deep pool the last few years. And 
six seven in Harding. They have six seven Louis Crevier. Uh, they have some big boys on the blue line coming up these next few years. We'll see if Harding, you know, ever pans out to be anything, but should be uh, a really important year for him with the Providence Friars. And then for Connor Kelly, he was a seventh round pick in the 2021 NHL draft, played the last two years for the University of Minnesota Duluth, was a teammate of fellow defenseman prospect Wyatt Kaiser, but then ultimately decided to transfer to Providence this year. Um, Kelly's more so a defensive defenseman, doesn't, hasn't ever really put up massive offensive numbers or anything, even when he was playing for the United States Development Program. Offense wasn't the name of his game, even with a team that, you know, is usually dominating its competition out there. Um, so yeah, offense is probably not what you should be paying attention when looking at Connor Kelly, but, um, he did get his offensive totals up to 11 points in 39 games as a sophomore with the Bulldogs last year. So I think if he can add a little bit more to that side, he has a chance, but um, kind of to be determined, I would say, for Connor Kelly. I don't really know if he has the abilities to make it to the next level, but uh, I figure these final two years of his collegiate career are going to be pretty telling as to what he's going to be in the future. And then last but not least, coming in at number 18, we have Ohio State and forward prospect Jake Wise. And uh, Wise, who was a third-round pick in 2018, it was a struggle for him early on in his college career with BU. Just couldn't stay healthy, and even when he was, never really amounted to much. But then he finally broke through last year with Ohio State as a redshirt junior. He had 35 points in 28 games. My worry is just that he's already a little bit, I don't want to say too old at 22, but he just hasn't shown enough, I think, through the last couple of years. He'll probably put up good numbers as a fifth-year senior for Ohio State this year, but he's already 22. He's going to turn 23 in February, I believe. And also, at development camp, when he was playing with some you know, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, he was good and clearly further matured than they were, but he also wasn't like the biggest standout there or anything. So I kind of have trouble seeing the Blackhawks offering Jake Wise an ELC unless he puts up, you know, ungodly numbers for the Buckeyes this year. But at the same time, when you're 22, 23 years old, you kind of should be doing that, at least if you want to have a chance of playing pro hockey. So uh, we'll see. I'm sure Jake Wise will have a good season, but I just have a hard time picturing him inking an ELC with the Blackhawks after the season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, September 21st episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you got to be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get all caught up on everything that happened throughout the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. That's all one word, LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. Or you can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts. 
So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.